Welcome. You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. By the, no, no, seriously, I, there was a message that I did a while back. I think during quarantine, when things were getting very politics driven, Mm -hmm. and it was my, I think it was the weary yet worshiping at the same time of just like, I'm exhausted. I don't have a side, this, that, and the other. And there was a point in my sermon where I was like addressing everybody got it. Okay, everybody gets it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, in this sermon. And I even got at the, like, conspiratory, like, Illuminati, Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks, like, all of this stuff. the island and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got multiple Facebook messages from a lady, and she was watching on our live stream. And so she started out when I was, like, and this is the problem with the liberal viewpoint. And if you ever heard me, like, I'm fair, yeah. Like I am fair. Like all idols are toppling down. Okay. Right. Like so I was like, and this is the problem with the ultra liberal viewpoint. And 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 the comment was Amen. This is what preachers don't say. Amen. Amen. Oh no, she and, was new. She didn't know. Oh, what was she coming. had no idea. No, because yeah. nobody and amens. Cut to, <laughs> yeah, yep. nobody amens anymore. <laughs> and and I said, and if you think that Nancy Pelosi was abominable for holding up that Bible. Our president Donald Trump was just as damnable to use a Bible as a as a political propaganda. Yeah. And I went in on it. And then her comments went, wait. Yep. Oh no. And then I got the you're a false teacher, sir. Oh. And then I had just a Facebook message, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was sure. great. It was awesome. A false teacher. Those are hard. That- Those ones are hard, but you know. It I think the mental health of our entire country in that <sighs> time frame. I never would have thought I was a conspiracy theorist. We were isolated on our I phones. Did I, I was see that in you? In me, I, I got see there. That in you oh, hard. hey, hey, listen, I've got some questions. I do like now. the flight log. Mm. Why's the flight log not been released? We know who went to the island. Look. We know who flew on the plane. Why, why did, isn't that public knowledge? Why did we, you know, televise Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but not, um, me, you know, I mean, there's, there's lots. I, I got there quick, Haley. You guys know, and, and I'm not saying, you know that it's recorded fact that on September 10th, the Pentagon released a statement. I mean, you could Google this yep. right now. They lost. They had to make an official statement. Because $7 billion was nowhere to be found. Yeah. With a B. The official statement, and then the next day. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm in a room that used to be a laundry room talking through a microphone. Okay. I cut hair. All right. And lead children. Yes. Those are my qualifications. There you go. I don't know. But I'm in a laundry room. (laughs) I'm sitting... I'm just saying, like, don't don't like think I've got a degree or anything like this. Marilyn you know? Monroe's body went missing for how many oh, hours? Well, that oh, the, well, if the whole JFK thing. I'm just like it goes back. Hey, hey, like it's nuts. You know that there was yesterday, 
Yeah. You know, the documents were released. Yeah. Yesterday, the JFK papers. Yeah, Cooper and, and I've been. Oh, there is all kinds of stuff now. And these I are these are classified documents. I want everyone to know that I have had no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> That's hilarious. For the last. Yeah, I love it. As soon as you said island. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what we're talking yes, about. Yes, I love I it. I know nothing about conspiracy theories. I know nothing about any of them. What's fun is just to go, are they conspiracy theories? Yeah. Like how, I believe, okay, here's a crazy number. All right, this is, again, I'm in a room with a dryer vent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I literally... <laughs> Just saying. I can reach the water space yes, yes. right now. Like it's because you normally are like, if you're a guy sitting alone in your basement and you're like, well, I'm sitting with yes. two yes. other women in yeah, a I laundry room, so I don't know. We're, I'm, yeah. I'm saying out of all the quote-unquote standard conspiracy theories, there is at a minimum of... 25% that's not smoke, that's real fire. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Everything else beyond that, I have no idea. Basically, if I have they no made a Netflix documentary about it, I probably believe it. There's something there. Yeah. There's something there. Because Netflix is credible. Right. <laughs> Netflix. Sheesh. They don't have an agenda. That's terrifying. By the way, we watched the Megan and Harry. Did you? Did you? It's on my watch list. I can't decide. I can't. It just seems well, here, icky. Here's, here's my advice. If you, would, if you desire to despise them, then watch, watch it. it. There, there's a level of grossness yeah. and a unself-awareness. I'm not talking about them as people, okay? I'm not being mean. I'm Are you not judging. Are talking about judging. like the privilege? What, what is the unawareness? Hey, guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast, and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers. Maybe you're on staff at a church. And there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family-owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos. Like, legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor, and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573-686-2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573-686-2870. Or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family-owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. The unawareness is, I'm not saying that she didn't suffer and that they're, again, 25%. Right. I think this is a great number. She's a black woman. Yeah. What? She's a, right. I, I, I know. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. 
She's a black woman who married into historically one of the most racist monarchies oh, yeah. on the planet. Okay. I mean, like, so to but say she just fell in love with a boy. I mean, Ugh. there was stuff that it was like, we just, <laughs> I just want to hear you retell you just, and Rick's love story. You're we like, just Wah. needed, we just needed to get away. And so Tyler Perry was like, here's one of my houses. And so for three months, we just got to be normal. Honey, you don't do normal like when Tyler through Napa you- Valley, like playing fetch with their dog. No. And so there's just stuff like that. And there's okay. also Courtney picked up on the woman stuff where it's like she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. That's deliberate. And she calls him H. When H and I will see H and it just is nails on a chalkboard to me. It's gross. I don't know. Probably going to get a ton of pushback for this from our eh. listeners. I don't know. I, I mean, know. I hope we Nikki, can push Nikki, what's the price of sodas? Uh, oh, man. It's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> what is it? Uh, six ninety eight for, for name brand. For how many? A 12-pack. Oh! Yeah. That's rough, guys. Yeah. That's, I mean, goodness gracious. Especially when you think about if you go to Munch and Pump and you spend 25 bucks on gas, you get a free fountain drink. Are you serious? 100%. I didn't know that was a thing. That's why, oh my I, that's why all I see are Munch and Pump oh. big gulp cups. Yeah. Yes, because if you put, it's either 20 or 25 bucks. I think it's even like 20 bucks. Yeah. You get a free Soda. Does I love Hux that. have a oh similar my. thing? I love I the Hux has the you buy the hard plastic thing. Okay. And then you get I almost want to say if you buy a hard plastic cup, you just get like free, free so- like free yeah. refills, you know. Wow, man. No, and, it's Am I off to think that at one point when I'm 10, 11 years old that a 12 pack of sodas is like $2. Okay, no, you're not. You're not because okay. it's I always the night yeah, yeah right. it's always the 98. I worked from like 15 until 18 in convenience stores. Yeah, yeah. And we would regularly do two 12 packs for five bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that so was for the sure. Mountain Dew, the Dr. Pepper, the name brand stuff. Yeah. You know, two That's for five was 24 sodas mm-hmm. for five bucks. Yeah. And now 12 is $7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, well, no, I had to because we had some animal issues at the house and I'm down hens and it's winter and it's cold and they don't lay and all. I had to buy eggs for the first time and I don't know how long. Yeah. Oh, Hey, I have a question on Yellowstone this past week. I didn't watch it yet. Okay. All right. So there's, there's a, well, there's no avian flu is real and you have to do certain things. Well, here's, here's what I'm trying to get at. There's a moment where they find these stillborn Buffalo and then, Kevin Costner's like the guys run up and he's like, let me guess you found a stillborn Buffalo too. And he's and the girl next to him is like, what does that mean? And the audio is really poor. And he says the name of a disease. It's not that. Okay. He says like homeostasis. <laughs> right. Some kind which of which is actually a theological yeah. term about Jesus being fully God and fully man. <laughs> right. But he says something. I replayed it twice, turned the volume up, and Courtney and I could not understand guys, the term that he said. Do you guys not watch with closed caption on? No. No. Because no. I'm not a psycho. Okay. <laughs> There's that. Right now, we want to hear from you guys in the comments. Write in. 
How many of you watch a show or a movie with closed captions? Okay. On? And for those of you who do, I need to know if you've been diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, <laughs> so it keeps you focused? any kind of neurodivergency oh. at okay. all. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think expensive things is a good segue into the season that we're in, unfortunately, uh, yeah. which is the holiday season. Yeah. We're, the, the sodas. Okay. The sodas. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sodas and no, closed yeah. captions. Like, I'm free with mine. <laughs> How does it feel Christmassy to you yet? Is it Christmas time for you? It is. Yeah. Not in the way that I want it to feel Christmassy. Okay. It's Christmassy in the like, oh, I'm looking at our calendar and we mm-hmm. have a bunch of places to go and everybody's squeezing in the holiday things without like the holiday feels this yeah. year. Mm. I would say the same. My wife is a saint and does so good with lists. And and so each night it's been like, can I go over this with you? Can yeah. we? And so it's felt Christmassy in that way. But I, I think we will enjoy the, I will enjoy the fruit of her labor. <laughs> Are um, you the dad that sits there when they're well, like, thanks, dad? And you're like, you're welcome. She sent me a great kind of thing. I don't know what it was, but it was like moms before Christmas Eve. And it's like going crazy. Dad's chilling watching tv and then it's like dad's christmas eve and it's 3 a.m with mm. drills yeah and like all of that stuff so yeah. my time's coming and i'm totally fine with it so i love that i think it's okay. great i love that you guys divide and conquer i love it yeah i mean that night we'll turn on like christmas with the cranks or like a couple christmas movies we're putting stuff together we're doing all of that stuff i love that that's like super christmassy to me <laughs> that's awesome that feels christmassy John for sure will straight up tell you he like I get a list of 40 people to buy for and he gets a list of one and the only name on his is mine. I love nice. it. And he will be like, I got all my shopping done and I'm like, I don't have mine. And he's like, it's time to give another shout out to another sponsor of the rest of the sermon podcast. This shout out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography, anything that you need, Smart Marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in Smart Marketing, and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up, and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call, Smart Marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573-840-0334. Back to the show. I personally think uh, I I will give our listeners and you guys a follow-up. I think I, I I hit it out of the park this year for court. Oh, I can't wait to hear the after. I am now yeah. so worried for you. I know. I'm not worried I for you. I'm excited. I know. You just said that. I know. You I know shouldn't she have listens said it. to this, right? I know, but I really do think that I did a good job. And I, I can't that. I can't go into detail or anything, so but I feel good about, about it. I feel really good. I love that you're worried, and I'm like, ooh, Christmas Day, I'll actually get to see Court. Well, Courtney, Courtney's an Enneagram 4. She knows what she wants. Yeah. She is, one of the things that I find so attractive is everything's meaningful to her. Mm-hmm. So she she wants certain things because of a certain meaning, and it's practical, and this, that, and the other. And so um, it's hard. She'll admit that she's hard to buy for, you know, but I feel good about it. Okay. So we'll see. I'll, I'll report back. 
for sure. I, that's, I How do you say. guys feel about the gifts this year and, and all of that stuff, like your list and all of that? You feel good about I'm it? I'm finishing mine this afternoon. Okay. Um, but it's like I know what I'm purchasing. Great. Yeah, you're just going to I'm get those going items. To, yep, going to get it. The flu took me out and that You're going to Orsulin to get more chickens. Oh, no, I'm done. I, I really... <laughs> I do not care if another chicken. More, yeah. They have bunny rabbits right no. now because we were there the other day. No. So, yeah, yeah. No, H- how about you with your list of 40? We're done shopping. I say we collectively. How, right. mu- how much of your shopping is online versus going to a store and picking stuff up? I 60, always 40? start local. And I think. Shout out to you. I want to start there. Yeah. Ah. And then I. L- you can't. It, you can't. And then you can't you fight go, Jeff Bezos. Man, it's I know. just like I can't find this anywhere in town, and I've gone a couple places, yep. and I have a kid, yep. and yeah. this I mean, is just gonna show up at the house the next day. Yeah. Some of it right now is like I know last week. Some of it was if the warehouses were close enough, or if it was mm-hmm. something like that, you would get it the next day. Like See, that. I mean, that's difficult, man. It's super difficult. I do it's that rough. in reverse. I start out because I'll think, ooh, I'm early. I'm on it. I like, got to get this shipping. Get and this I'll get, to me. Yeah, because yeah. even with my, like, we, we've we canceled our Amazon Prime because today does not exist even where I live at. Sure. Yeah, it, that's true. It, ooh, that's yeah. a, Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm not that far, but apparently, according sure. to them, I am. Yeah. So I start out and then go local. And, nice. But I ended up doing more of my... I'm there for the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday. I do that more online. And yeah. See, yeah. I start in because I start with the people that I know. Like, that is what I want to get you. Yeah. That is 100% it. And Amazon, you can literally go. I just hit the mic. So sorry. You're good. You can literally go and type in, like, gifts for an 11-year-old girl. Yeah. And it'll bring up all the stuff. And so when I've run out of ideas for my nieces, when I've like gone to all the stores and I'm like, dude, nothing is saying Katie, nothing is saying Collins, you know, because that's how I shop. Like what does, what's speaking to me? So who is your favorite person on your list to buy for? This year it was Roman. Nice. Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. Jeez. That's awesome. I got him a record player. And I'm so excited. Oh, I think Courtney's mentioned that to me. That's awesome. That's well, that's also cool because he He's got there, he got yeah. something for his birthday. He's been into the Beatles, like all of that stuff. So that's so cool, man. I mean, but it's like a it's I know this sounds terrible, but it's like not the it's like when I think that it actually lines up. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, oh, oh no, you are gonna use that, you're gonna like sure. that, whatever. But if I like just got you a gift to get like, there will be years that I'll just be like, man, that was a crappy Christmas. That one didn't count for them. <laughs> right. Like, that just and they're it. over there like overjoyed. Like, right. Haley, what are you doing buying us stuff? I like, mean, maybe. That's how overjoyed. I feel. I don't know. But I mean, like. It is absolutely unnecessary, your generosity. But so, you're Jason, a generous person. Who is your, like, is Courtney the gift you got her? Is that the one that, you, that is your win? Yeah. I feel like every year that's everybody a, has one that they're like, yeah, yes. That's a big standard for me. You know, mm-hmm. like if I can do that for sure. I nice. think so. But what about you? I um, am super pumped to watch my nephew open one of his gifts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Great. Um, his parents are going to, I 
Um, did I you d- give him a chicken? Right. No, I did not. My brother <laughs> like has his bought. His parents are going to yes. be upset. It's like if that'll it's come alive. That will come because my brother has bought my children an iguana, a guinea pig, hamsters, all before he had children. Oh, well, yeah. now that the boys like you know Riker will be five. Yeah, yeah, I'm fun like, age. Oh, Ooh, that's a great age, buddy. It's coming. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, He's, five is good. Piper's six this year. Yeah, ton of fun. It's a great age. I really think every is. almost six year or almost five year old needs a karaoke machine. Yes, yeah. I love it. While we're on the theme of like favorite, like who to buy for, what's your favorite Christmas song? I know we've talked about movies. I know we've done like, um, you know, uh, favorite uh, Christmas gifts that you've received, stuff like that, and you know, on the past couple of weeks. But I, I think it can be him, it can be Mariah Carey, Ugh. all that stuff. Which, by the it way, is not Mariah. Carey. I no. looked on YouTube and um, her song "All I Want for Christmas Is You" mm-hmm. hat is getting close to a billion yeah. views, which is pretty crazy. So dumb, pretty wild. Honestly, my, I'm mine's, surprised it didn't hit that a right. while ago. That is true. That is true. Mine is "Oh Holy Night." Stop. That's not fair. Yep. Mine's Old Holy Night. And it's particularly the phrase, fall on your knees. Mm. You know, just the climax of fall on your knees and like hear the angels rejoice. I just, I cry. Cried when the kids sang it in the program. I just cry. I just, it is to me like the, it's indescribable, right? That the infinite became intimate, Mm. like all of this stuff. And that the eternal became mortal, all of this. And I think fall on your knees is just like the only proper response. So I am thankful that the camera was just getting the back of my head and my back during the program and even rehearsal. Because with the kids, they knew those lines. And so I'm sitting facing the children, like giving them their cues. And I was getting very dramatic. And when I would do fall on your knees, like some of the little girls, their faces were mirroring mine. And I was getting so stinking tickled. I love it. Because they were having so much fun. Do you know what one of my favorite years that the Kids Side Kids, like subliminally, when they sang... So this is Christmas. Oh uh, yeah, I mean everyone yes. knew that was your favorite. Oh, that was like, like well, yeah. this is oh, Jason <laughs> wanted this one. You I, know, they, like, they're like, so Nikki, hearing little the Boyle, kids, sing, the Beatles, and yeah. they're gonna be doing hearing little kids like, sing "War yep. Is Over" if you want it was like okay. such a, a message. But do you guys remember the sermon bumper for that one? I know it was rough. It I was. Will, I mean, it was the year of George Floyd and all of that yeah. stuff. And, but I was like, we're not going to hide from this. Like I, th- I literally felt like, so this is Christmas. Like and there's riots, Ferguson. There's, I mean, the sermon bumper had a cop car on fire yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And it was just like, Protests, but rioting. that was the message Yeah, is it that, was. is that God came in the mess Yeah, in the mess. God moved in all of that stuff. But, it was great. Yeah. It just, I will never forget the first time it played. Oh, yeah. It was quiet. Oh, yeah. It was like, what's the point of this? It's like, okay. For sure. Christmas songs, what are they? What are they? Just, I mean, I mean mine it, is a holy night, but for a very different selfish reason. Love it. What is it? So we used to go to church at First Christian. They always had a midnight mass. Oh, it was the it. last song every single time. Sure. Yeah. And this one guy sang it every year. It was his thing. Yes. Mm. Awesome. And he was not like always there. He wasn't yeah. like 
the every time a tender, but he was always at this midnight yeah. service, sure. always singing the song. I love it. I practiced for years in case he could not be there. <laughs> ah. I mean, I'm telling you. I'm ready. I'm and ready. When, and when I say that that song is not in my range, and I used to sing. Okay? Oh, it's got some parts to it. I used to sing. And so it was like, yeah, I was ready. I love it. Me and my mom were ready yes. and we never got called on. That's and funny. I think it would be like, like a bucket list moment. If somebody was like on a Christmas Eve service, Haley, we need you. We need you to sing. Oh, holy night. I would be like, I've been prepared for literally my entire life. There was a guy at a church that I grew up going to. His song was, I can only imagine. Oh yeah. And he sounded like exactly the like the track. Mm-hmm. I mean, verbatim. And it was tears and it was, and you knew yeah. when you saw him on the stage, like, oh. this is going down. You yeah. know, what's yours, Nikki? Um, so I'm going to go to any of the songs from White Christmas because okay. that is my movie. The soundtrack's amazing. Hey, nice. I know me and John I need to bond over please this. Please go watch I, it with him. I, just I send it. him to the house. It's it's on. I, I need Netflix to have the repeat the way all the music. Right. But like hymns, I go to Hark the Herald Angels sing mm. all the time. Like, and that's the Wesley Brothers, it man. Just, mm, that is Charles Wesley. Yeah. Charles Wesley, I think the statistic is out of all of the Christmas hymns, Charles Wesley has written like 60% yeah, of them. So I many. mean, just literally would dream in hymn form or something like that. It's just wild. We would love to hear from you guys. What's your favorite Christmas song, Christmas hymn that to get into the holidays, you're getting in the car or on the way home from the Christmas Eve service, whatever it is, or at the Christmas Eve service, we got to sing this one. We would love to hear from you guys on that. Today, guys, on the podcast, I mentioned something a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. that we would talk about, and today is the day. (laughs) No, I think it's good. Um, I mentioned a few weeks ago talking about the kind of Santa thing, Mm -hmm. the parent role, kids, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. I would love to talk about this. would love to get into it. First, I want to do a disclaimer and then just kind of ask you guys a question. The disclaimer is this. There is nowhere that I can go in my Bible and chapter and verse you and say, this is wrong, this is right. Okay? Okay. What I can do is we can look at biblical principles Mm -hmm. and, and infer... I think, some uh, discipleship questions. I'm really going to ask questions today as sort of answers, which my wife hates. But <laughs> but I think, I, I mean, I think technically, if you really want to put me in a corner and you say, what do you mean there's no chapters and verse? I do think lying is... Lying. Yeah, is somewhere in the conversation, you know, in, okay. in some point. If you are like... Pulling people to the side, telling them, don't mention that. Go in this room and say that the big guy is real. I, I, I think you can approach on the whole lying thing, on some of that stuff. But if you're going to be consistent in one area... You, you also need to be consistent in other ones. Well, so yeah, because there's no other area. Easter Bunny. Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, all yeah. of these things, I think. So, so it's an interesting conversation. But the first question I want to ask is this. Okay. What was Santa for you growing up? How, how? I mean, was that a conversation? Were you like, 
25 uh-huh. when you were like, what? Like any of that stuff. What was it like for you? Santa was real. Um, my mom is Christmas Eve baby. Yeah. So Christmas is a huge deal. Um, and yeah, we all grew up. I don't remember when I quit believing. I was pretty young. But I also had younger brothers. Yeah. So like the joke was, if you don't believe, you don't receive. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I'm like, okay, but. I don't remember ever telling, like having a conversation. Yeah, like, like a militant conversation. No, we yeah. never, that never happened. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Haley? So Santa's like a really big deal yeah. in my family. Cool. And not even in like a, if you don't believe, you don't receive kind of way. Sure. Um, we are a super nerdy family, at least on my dad's side. Yeah. And so we didn't get names on our gifts. We had a code and then my grandma had a code for all of the names. And so you Ah. would shake and try to crack the code. Oh, wow. And then on Christmas morning, you were not allowed to go into the living room. Christmas and national treasure combined. I mean, that's everything we do. (laughs) That's so great. So she would announce like Q is for Haley and, you know, Z is for, and, that's what we did. And then the stockings every year, like still to this day, yeah, sure. have an order and you have to figure out why they are in oh, that wow. order. Wow. Oh, okay. We do it like, I mean, we have done so many things. And so we are just like that game family or whatever. Love it. So Santa was never the one who brought you the biggest present. He was never sure. anything like that. He filled your stockings. I think that's wise. But you kind of also always knew that it was from grandpa and grandma. Yeah. It, I mean, it was in grandma's writing. That's cool. From Santa. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my grandpa, until the day he died, yeah. dressed up as Santa Love this. every year, Ugh. brought a bag. I mean, like ho, ho, ho. one present, a candy cane or yeah. something, and told us that he was going to go work in the garden. And none of us quit. I mean, like, yeah, this nobody's going to challenge that. This story, like, literally made my cousin oh. cry last year when we talked about it. We were like, how stupid were we as little kids? We were like, oh, it's Christmas Eve. You're going to go work in the garden or take a That's nap dormant. or something. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Sure, sure, sure. And like, and so then he would walk in in the Santa suit and. He, we would all sit on his lap and we would just like, he would ask us a question, either what we were thankful for or whatever. And he'd give us the candy cane. Yeah. And then Santa would leave and grandpa would come in and be like, was someone just here? And we'd be I like, just heard. you missed that it. You missed the whole cute. thing. I thought we, I heard something. We did that my entire life until people started catching on. And then people in the family each year switched it up and started yeah. dressing it. When all of the kids figured it out, and my grandpa died, we continued doing it until every member of the family has been Santa. So, like, my <sighs> 30-year-old brother Aww. sat on Emma's lap, yes. like, two or three years ago. Dang, man. That's so cute. That's, so, that's great. I mean, uh, apart from the Santa conversation that we're having, yeah. what a fantastic, like, tradition, like, just family thing that you're sticking with. Like, kudos to that, man. That's awesome. And so last year, Maeve got to sit on Emma's lap. Did she cry? No. Okay. I mean, no. sometimes, you know, a big guy in a beard freaks kids out. No. I ended you up know? with a bloody lip. Thank you, Cooper Mauser, from a Santa thing. Love but, it. like, it's just a comical thing at this point. Sure. Like, we don't believe in Santa. Sure. We don't. But yeah. they never told us, like, if you don't believe, you don't receive. Like, sure. he's the one who gives you all the gifts or anything like that. But it was kind of like 
you keep it alive until they yeah. figure it out on their own. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't tell them like one it. way or another. Sure, yeah. And I was like the youngest. Right. Like, other than like Emma, who came 12 years later. Sure. And it was just kind of like, well. Yeah. When you figure it out, because we're not hiding that it is my aunt. She's wearing like all of her rings. Yeah, and, right. You know, like. Yeah. Candy cane nails. Yeah. You know, sure. And so <laughs> it's just kind of like this thing. That's great. That's awesome. I think mine, and it's obviously, I think, probably affected like our parenting and my view. Um, it, there was never like this don't mention it's like everything's on a spectrum right mm-hmm. so i think on there's a ditch on either side of the road one ditch is never challenged if you don't believe you don't receive don't mention and like we're getting into teenage years yeah. on stuff like that i think the other one is don't mention that's pagan yeah. we're not going you know that's and i think my parents my dad did a really great job of like explaining it's a very special time of year. I do believe special things happen this time of year. Generosity, this, that, and the other. Um, We knew that the presents kind of came from them. There was never a moment in my life where I thought, I'm going to bed tonight and someone is dropping off presents at our house. But... He also did a great job of like explaining why we do what we do, which is kind of what I want to get into here. Yeah. Um, I think as parents, the the question is, what is our role as parents? Right. So we have a saying at Westside Men: boys make each other comfortable, and men make each other better. So, so that's a helpful saying. Like, yeah. like, like that's a saying you can almost take into any situation. I think as parents, is is our job to like, like manufacture this magic yeah. and, and create something, and the wow and this that or the other, or is our job as parents to disciple our children? Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, like I think both can be true depending on. Absolutely. I I 100 percent agree. And and I think the the fine line is explaining the history of of we're Christians. Like, like I think that statement alone is so powerful for a parent to say to their children, we are Christians. What does that mean, mom? We love Jesus. And so because we love Jesus, we do things a certain way. Yeah. So this is just my own personal example from Courtney and I. This is not a standard. This is not whatever. Piper's by far the youngest. She's the one like, is Santa real? She's all about the magic. She's all about all of this. Yeah. This is the way that this year at six years old at kindergarten and all of this, that we have handled it. And this is all you know. I can really offer. Is Santa real? And I responded with, baby girl, there is and there was a real man who was called Saint Nicholas. And for you podcast listeners that are listening, it's Saint Nicholas of Myra, and we have him at 345 AD. Okay. There was a real guy who was a priest in a church, and because he was a priest, he wore the traditional garb. Well, guess what that was? That was a red robe. And the robe in the Catholic Church is red, symbolizing the blood of Christ. 
and also representing the Old Testament priests who sacrificed the animals because they would be covered in blood. Kind of gory when you think about it. Yeah. But Myra is also a cold area. And so his robe not only had red, but it was also trimmed in white fur for warmth. The white fur also represented the purity of Christ. So that's where the red and white on the Santa Claus outfit, Mm -hmm. guys, that's historically documented. Like, that's a real thing. He was also super generous and had a heart for the orphans and the widows in the town. Now, there's a historical story that sort of kind of morphs into Aesop's fables that it's kind of hard to determine. There's kind of two main stories. The first one is this, that there was a farmer in the town who was getting ready to have to sell his children to a debtor, which to sell them means that his kids basically every day would just work for this guy to work off the debt. St. Nicholas of Myra was so heartbroken to hear about that that one day as he was passing by, he took a sack that he had and had gold coins in it and placed it on the front door of the home. So the next day when the farmer awoke, there was money that paid off the debt. There's also another story that might be a more historically accurate that in the area with snow, this, that, and the other, people wore stockings, and the stockies were hung to dry. Yeah. And that he went and dropped gold coins in the stockings, which is where now we still historically celebrate stockings to pay off the debt. I say all of that to say this. There really was a St. Nicholas of Myra. He was actually really important in the Council of Nicaea, Uh, And he actually punched a guy in the face um, there at the debate. So the original St. Nick, you could get these hands, son. Okay. What was that? Guardians of the Galaxy where they had the Russian Santa with the tattoos. I loved that. Oh, yeah. That's great. So I think it's important. You need to tell you. I I would recommend you telling your kids that there was a real guy. Like, like this is real. We are Christians. We have a worldview. We decide all of those things. Um, the Christmas tree is historically Christian. There was a missionary who was um, at a local village, and the pagans worshipped the the tree god. And one day he was walking in the field so heartbroken that these people were going to die and spend eternity separated with God that he fell to his knees. And when he looked up, the moonlight was shining on an evergreen tree. All the other trees were dead. That tree was evergreen and alive, and it was also shaped as an arrow that pointed upward. And he felt that God spoke to him and said, they worship the creation instead of the creator. And this tree is green like my good news. It never dies. And so he used the tree literally as a sermon illustration and won these pagans to Jesus. And it became such a famous sermon that the people in the village would cut down an evergreen tree, bring it into their home as a symbol of the good news of the message of Jesus. We also have some of the earliest Christ masses, which is the word Christmas, Christ mass, which is a gathering of Christ where you serve Eucharist, which goes back and dates as early as 200 A.D., So they celebrated the birth of Christ. Now, one thing I will give you, 
December 25th, no Not clue. No clue. There's some pagan stuff there. The Greek Orthodox, like my brother, is Greek Orthodox. They won't celebrate Christmas until January 7th because they say that's when the official date was and all okay. of that stuff. The 12 days of Christmas, that is because the fast leading up to Christ Mass, you fasted on Christmas Eve and a few days leading before but the 12 days signified that the feast is always longer than the fast. Mm. So you celebrate like all of that. I say all of that to say this. If your child asks you, is Santa real? I think it's very important for us as Christians to disciple our children and give them information and say there was a real man, these types of things. Now, the follow-up question well, is the Santa Santa real? Is right. somebody coming around and doing this? We go the route of what my dad did. It's a very special time of year, generosity, very special things happen. But we do not tell our kids that there's a guy who's going to land right. on our roof. We still celebrate. Guys, we still look up the Santa tracker. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you, you understand what no, I'm saying yeah, here? There's, there's not like... These hard, definitive statements that are coming down, you know? But also, there are plenty of things, even as adults, that we know that are not real, that are not something to worship, that we still enjoy. Sure, for sure. Absolutely. so I think that's where, like, I think for me, struggling of like, oh, so we can do the Santa tracker. You know what I mean? Like, Roman doesn't. Think right. that's really going to happen. He still looks it up on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And 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 I think here's where the real important discipleship thing comes down. If if we are militant on naughty or nice and mm. behavior modification, no, and please. if you behave this way, then you get this. Yeah. Guys, we as Christians in this room struggle with viewing God that way yeah. already right now. Yeah. And so if we are teaching our kids that this thing that's attached to Jesus mm. is based on behavior and how I look on the outside determines if I get a gift or not, all I'm saying is this is pastoral advice. That is setting your children up to be very confused about the gospel message because the gospel message is about heart transformation. It's about grace. It's about good news. It's about all of those things. So I think when it comes to that, like naughty or nice, if you don't do this, then you get this. I mean, yeah. But there's so many facets to that because like you look and I think like, your family doing the not big gift was not a Santa thing because then these kids go to school and financial situations are different and that gets weird and that gets hard. And Billy's like, well, I was a really good kid and I didn't get the new whatever. And that's so heartbreaking for a kid who doesn't, but I think you've got to meet the kids. Yep. But I think as parents and as Christian parents who are leading our families, we have to make sure we have it straight in our heads. I agree 100%. And I think another thing that's important is going back to the Upper Room series. Jesus in John 16 says, there's so many more things that I need to tell you guys, but you're not ready for that. Yeah. 
And that verse has stuck with me because here's Jesus going, I have all the truth. I am truth. Yeah. And I'm a truth guy. I love truth. And I think, oh, well, if I just say the truth, then everything should go well. Mm. But here's what Jesus understood. And this is kind of, I like saying it real controversial. <laughs> truth is not the most important thing. Dun, 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 dun. What's he going to say? What's he going to say? <laughs> People's capacity for truth. Mm is the most important thing. And Jesus was saying to his disciples, I could say this to you, and you have no capacity to bear yeah, it. Yeah. I think when it comes to our kids, if you're dealing with the three, four, five-year-old in this area, listen, man, let it be a special time of year. Yeah. I think there was a real guy who loved Jesus. Jesus is real. It's Jesus's birthday. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're special things. God wants to do exciting thing. I mean, guy, all of these things are true that yeah. we're saying. This is a special time of year. God wants to do something special. He appears to shepherds, yeah. pagan guys out in the middle of the darkness, and they get the news first. Like, all of this is so important. So I would say use and guide your child's capacity for truth. Yeah. But as a pastoral advice, I would say the gospel the good news of, hey, baby girl, we don't deserve anything. We we are never good enough. And the good news of Christmas is, is we we didn't behave the way God wanted us to behave. And he still gave us the greatest gift of all, yeah. which was himself. That's the most important thing. And so we give gifts. You're getting that Barbie hot rod. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. <laughs> but you're getting this as our expression of love. We love you. But more importantly, we give gifts because God gave us the greatest gift. Yeah. I think we've got to get there. Yeah. And however you arrive there, per tailored to your family, and like you said, Haley, those traditions and family and all of that getting together, those are such milestones yeah. for your families, right? But those routines, those rhythms, those traditions point to something. And I think for us as Christians, it points to Jesus, you know? I hope it does. Yeah. But one thing I have heard a lot this season with Christmas Day falling on a Sunday. Yeah. And the fact that, uh -oh. are you having Christmas? Is she going there? I'm going there. Whoa. Look, we brought in the big red man. <laughs> We've talked about the guy in the right. outfit. Yeah. But, and I say this as someone who's done this. So this is a point of confession for me. Sure. That we have in my family, my mom's birthday is Christmas Eve. Yep. My husband, up until three years ago, Every Christmas day, we went to his grandparents' house. Yeah. And we had these huge family traditions that sure. were set in stone. Right. We did not deviate. If Granny and Gramps were still alive, it would have been a conversation for my family. Do we go to the farm or do we go to church? Yeah, for sure. And I think we have gotten to that point in some... I had gotten to that point of... The family tradition almost became more important than the reason. I've heard 100%. this a lot lately. Well, the whole point of Christmas is because you spend it with the ones you love, right. your family. And I'm over here going, no, it ain't. Right. Nope, yeah. That ain't. And, and I have that same thought process for so long. Totally. And I'm going, nope, that ain't it at all. So have you ever read the short story, The Lottery? No. Uh -uh, the Lottery. No. Okay. You should read it. <laughs> um, but essentially, it is 
it is not a Christmas story. Yeah. But basically, I don't want to like totally ruin it for you, but it starts off and they're doing this thing that they have always done. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, you realize that they don't have to do it that way. Uh, Yeah. But they've continued it on. It's cool. And now it is actually detrimental. Mm. Mm. And they've missed the point of like, at one point, these things have the Pharisees. Jesus arrives. And uh, I mean, my goodness, that's a great illustration. It's a, it literally is my favorite. Wow. That's really good. It's a short story. Yeah. it I'll, has death in it, and you should probably not read it as a child. Maybe. I will speak to this just because of my position and from a pastoral point of view. I knew Christmas was going to fall on a Sunday this year. It did in 2016. We had church in 2016. There's a ditch on either side of the road, okay? So religious people or people who are having church that Sunday can grievously sin. Mm-hmm. in their heart by saying we're having church and yeah. that is so sick and so disgusting and I want to be so far away from that yeah. okay in my world of pastors there's been some verses flying around and the the common verse is Romans 14 uh, where Paul speaks about freedoms some people eat meat sacrifice mm-hmm. to idols some people don't there's this there's that. And then he talks about a matter of conscience, that if you do it out of a pure conscience for holidays and this, that, and the other, then it is free. But he who does it against conscience sins. So basically, here's what he's saying. If you feel a conviction that your church should gather on Christmas Day, do that. If you're under the conviction that we can equip our families to worship Jesus at home, that's great. Yeah. Here's where I land. I don't even care about the holiday. I don't care that it's necessarily December 25th right. on Sunday. The holiday to me doesn't take precedence. What takes precedence is the Lord's day, yeah. is Sunday. And so another pastor said it this way. Romans 14 is not talking about the Lord's day. But it is talking about holidays. If there is an appropriate application, it is this. December 25th is nothing. If you want to celebrate, great. But to celebrate a day that is nothing at the expense of the Lord's day is a problem. Yeah. So that's where I land on it. I I do believe that there's tradition of celebrating the birth of Christ. That's great. I think it's a cart before the horse. My whole thing is is not that. It's it's not, oh, the day and it falls on Sunday. Wow, this is great. I think it's just the fact of the Lord's day and gathering as God's people and not closing. I don't like even the term closing or canceling because I've got pastor friends that are doing phenomenal things. They're doing phenomenal things and praise be to God. And you've got a Christmas Eve service and all of that stuff. I just think I know our listeners listen. They go to Westside. Hey, what was your ideology behind having kind of church on on Sunday? And for me, it's not even about December 25th. I don't think Romans 14 is even talking about that. I think it's you don't do this at the expense of this. Well, I don't disagree. I mean, we've had every other holiday fall Correct. on 
a yep. Sunday. Be, I mean, Fourth, Fourth of, of July. July. Yep. Yeah. And we still have church and exactly. we will honor, we will, you know. Pre- <laughs> and there might be more people at the river on the 4th of July than yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you know what I mean? We still have it. And honestly, that makes it so easy for my family yeah. as in John Haley Maeve yeah. to go, well, it's Sunday. We go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I That's mean? That's beautiful. Like That's good. It's just, it's what we do. It's yeah. our routine. It's a discipline. Yep. Yep. And then, like, it did take some time for sure. my family, um, especially my dad's side, to kind of, because we go to St. Louis and we come yeah. back, and we've always worked that kind of around. Because even when we were just serving, we weren't on staff. We were almost always sure. serving um, on Christmas Eve or whatever, how that works. Yeah. But my mom, like, my mom asks every year, like, her gift that she wants is for us to go to the Christmas Eve service. I love her. it. And so, like, my brother normally, like, comes down to go to the Christmas Eve service. And that's so cool. And so it's like, you can fight it, or you can make it a part of it. Yep. Yeah, if you try to juggle it, it'll wear you slick. Well, and it just... It, it's also really hard being like, hey, we know that there's all these opportunities to worship God right now. And instead we're going to celebrate Jesus's birthday. Yeah. By doing the not Jesus. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I get that. It, I mean, I understand a, totally. Like, yeah. If there weren't all the opportunities or there weren't the, you know, but it's like number one thing for the upper room, humble service. Sure. Here's an opportunity to serve on the sure what i mean just like, totally i get I all of know. that it's just and, really and i hard. also understand to to play not the advocate yeah. but the other side my pastor friends who are equipping their congregation to do that at home and and equipping to to do those things and they have a clear conscience on those things praise be to god for that this is not if if we are approaching this as who's right and who's wrong oh, yeah, then no. we're not we're failing yeah, it's or, not gonna yeah and if you're trying to make a point rather than make a difference you can't do both mm-hmm. and and we're not here on any of that and we're not saying any of those things i just think for the people listening to the rest of the sermon with me being the pastor that was kind of the the logical progression in 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 regards to how we did that last question this is a little bit of a curveball for you guys but we've been <laughs> We've, it's oh, always, it's, we, yeah, it's always a curveball, right? Like, we don't know we don't what's know. about to happen. So this, We're in a laundry room, I know, guys. right? I know. <laughs> so we've, uh, in this Advent season, we did a character study of John the Baptist, which yeah. has been great. I just wanted to ask you guys, when it comes to the Christmas story, there's so many characters. There's so many scenes. Yeah. There's so many, just Mary, Elizabeth, Zachariah, Simeon. There's just so much, right? Who's the character or what's the scene in the Gospels and in the birth, you know, the first couple chapters, that for you, personally just you, this is your golden nugget that um, hits home to you. That's your favorite part of the Christmas story. It can be a character. It can be a scene. It can be anything. Mm. Who is that and what is that? Wow, let's not put us on the spot. Right? Like, so, right, wow. I feel like it's Mary and Joseph and both for like the same reason kind of but just of like how scandalous it would have been for her to be pregnant yep he was gonna marry her yep and then he was like i mean like divorce is not a 
Like, sure. you don't do that. Nope. Marriage is and also sacred. people forget historically they would have publicly announced their engagement. So like it would have been in the newspaper just like it is today. Mm-hmm. And so now they've announced it, and now she's pregnant. And just like how crazy people would have thought she was. Yeah. And how like the age that she probably was. Yep. And that part is just like mind blowing to me. Yeah. That God like chose her <laughs> to be the vessel for like the most important human being that ever happened. I mean the Roman Catholics the the mother of God. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's a beautiful, when you think about it artistically like that, yeah. And just like the fact that, you know, like he could have brought Jesus to earth any other way, yeah. like any way whatsoever. It's good. And he made it the most human experience that it could be. Yeah. So we could relate like mm. so that we c- it's for us to sure. understand. It had nothing to do with like for totally. Jesus. Like he needed to go through a I birth canal. Yeah. yeah. And then for Joseph to believe her. Yeah. After I mean, like obviously an angel, but like to go, okay, yep. I'm gonna I'm trusting. I'm gonna do this. Yes. And then just like raise them. Like raise him. Like I just that part for me. Best stepdad ever. Like, I don't know why. When I was a kid, I always imagined Mary as like this old woman. Mm. Sure. I don't like she was an old because everybody was older than me. Right. Yeah. And I will never forget when I figured out that she was probably 13. Yeah. Like a teen. Like definitely a teenager. No doubt. No doubt. A teenager. And to me, what would be a child? Yes. Like. And that that magnitude of it and the maturity and yeah. the obedience that had to come with that. I love it. I'm like, oh my gosh. But with that being said, Mary, did you know? Yes, she knew. <laughs> that love, is not the I love song. It. I love it. I love she it. She knew. And honestly, I kind of feel like God picked that perfect age because that's just enough that you need to know. Absolutely. Mm. Anything older than that, and you'd have been like this. Well, any is great movements. That. Martin Luther was nineteen years old when he nailed the the thesis to the Wittenberg door. Like, I mean, all of these things you like that. Be a little, yeah, young and crazy. Yeah, well, that's beautiful, yeah. Mary. For you, I love that, and Joseph, the whole deal. What about you, Nikki? I keep coming back to the angel. Mm. I I Ga- just Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think. By the way, that's we only. There's only. Technically, there's only three angels ever mentioned at all in Scripture. Can we name them? By name? Gabriel, yep. Michael, Lucifer? Yeah. Okay. Jackpot. There you go. Okay, I'm like, yeah. hang on. Yeah, yep, so we, we have Michael this. and Daniel, Gabriel <laughs> in the like New Testament, <laughs> and then technically Lucifer was an angel. So, okay. Uh, I, can t- I, love I can still teach the kids. That's, re- that's really cool. Why Gabriel? That's I interesting. I just think his, because, I mean, like, I think the whole she story is fascinating. Hark the Herald angels sure. sing. Yeah. Very consistent. I I just feel like he's there. Like he has a unique perspective. He says, I stand in the presence of God. Yes. And don't be afraid. I stand in the presence of God. I'm telling you these, like just, yeah. I cannot wrap my brain around what Gabriel 
is yeah. being a part of and was witnessing. He like, was he like hoping so bad that they trusted? Like, guys, I'm in heaven. Right. I stand in the presence of God. This is going to happen. Like, please trust what I'm saying. Like, I just. Oh, see, man. I never thought of that. An it's good. like that, like hoping that he convinces. Because I imagine it just like so flipping confident. Like, hey, dude, this is going to happen. You're oh, gonna... like an angel with like a sword and like this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, there's so many questions I have about Gabriel. I love it. That his perspective. Yeah. To know these things and be that messenger. It's like you're going to tell your best friend he can come spend the night at your house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, are you that hyper kid? Yeah. Or are you the one like. I know what's going to go down. Yeah. I don't know. And I just have always felt That's like... why the scriptures say, this is beautiful. The scriptures say the salvation that we have is something that the angels long to look into. Oh. That Gabriel understood the magnitude that we as humans get to experience something. Yeah. Salvation and the good news in a way that the angels are envious and about. that is something that boggles my brain that yep. my human self cannot because yep. i'm thinking you are the messenger of god you stand why in the would you yes. you stand in god's presence why would you envy us yep. and so i think that part of wow. gabriel in okay. this christmas story it's just beautiful. but don't angels still not like they can't just still just look at god directly i mean in the face um, so, that? I mean, there's a few, there's, there's <laughs> a few sorry. scenes. A yeah, no, 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 no. And you're referencing Isaiah six where the cherubim have six wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, they cover their feet Two they fly and two, they cover, cover their, their face. face and they say, holy, holy. Um, Gabriel is the only person or the only angel. And, and by the way, we don't know, like our angel, do they look like humans? Yeah. Well, maybe kind Kind of like we don't know any we have of that. These descriptions that are glimpses. Also we have glimpses. Yeah, insane that match nothing that we have. Yeah. So number one, I don't. This is in John chapter one. John says no one has ever seen God because God is spirit. So no one's ever seen God. I believe this is even... You want to go real crazy? Go. Let's go. go. Let's go real go. crazy. I think even when we're in heaven, we'll never see the Father. Mm. Because Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And in Revelation, the Father is never seen. Who's always at the center? Jesus, the Lamb slain. All of heaven is gathered around the throne, and Jesus is seated on the throne. See me, see him, same thing. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's pretty high theology there and stuff like this. But anyway, mine is the dragon the, in the Christmas story. still in my nativity. Right. <laughs> I, I just love Revelation 12 and the cosmic view of the nativity scene. Yeah. And to, to go into the Gospels, I know this kind of sounds sick and twisted. I've always been fascinated when... Herod slaughters the babies mm. and they have to flee to Egypt to fulfill the prophecy. And I, I I think the reason why is because it's so anti-Hallmark. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I've yeah. been 
bash in Hallmark and Hobby Lobby all for Advent. You really Ever? have. For, I know, but I like, know. Always. But no, he's amped it up this season. I think I have. I think I have. But and and I think the reason why is because it's so anti what the actual scriptures are. Yeah. And what that does is it perpetuates this glossy stained glass view of the Bibles, the characters, all of that stuff. These are real people. These are, can you imagine the sounds of horror and doors getting kicked in by Roman guards and dads fighting guards to get this child and getting a sword thrusted in the chest and they're grabbing babies because psycho-narcissistic Herod is so afraid that a new king has been born and it's going to assert his authority. Like, and then Joseph and Mary going, we can't, we have to go to Egypt. And they're, you know, got their hoods up. And, you know, oh, like, is Mary saying, God, please don't let him cry. God, God, please, he can't cry right now. You know, like, I mean, that's like my heart starts beating right now thinking about that. Like, and and I think because God came to the mess, it's the whole point. When you think... It's the whole point of the incarnation. Just as a mom, like looking at Mary, teenage pregnancy, you've got this fear of... All of these things, like, oh. Yeah. I mean, even like that flight to Egypt or there's no room for them in the inn. And like Mary knowing, like an angel's come. Yeah. I know what's happening. Like, yeah. Like I've always pictured a Steven Spielberg scene of them, the flight to Egypt, and they get to the hustle and bustle because Egypt was a metropolis city at that time. And they're these Jewish people. And so they're kind of like, you know, foreigners in this moment. And they're in town and Joseph's got his hood up and Mary's got Jesus. And like, it's getting time to, you know, to nurse, but they haven't got a room yet. And she's like, he can't cry right now. And Joseph is so afraid to use his accent because it would, I mean, like, and, and, and I think it makes it so real because the incarnation is God came to the depths of it all it's not clean it's messy and that's why he came that's why he came was to fully enter into the brokenness of humanity and i don't know i just and maybe i'm just sick and twisted no, I, <laughs> no, I think you know when you see it that way it is way more beautiful yeah because right? i mean just as a kid and it's like oh, there's no room at the inn. And sure. like then they go to the next thing. Oh, well, you can have this bar. And I just think yeah. of how many Christmas plays I did sure. where even as you were talking about Herod, it's like, and then Herod breaks into song and is like, oh, no, we can't have right. the king. I'm going to do whatever. Yeah. And, and I just think of like... It's like what we do with Noah's Ark. Nobody yes. ever pl- paints the floating dead bodies in no. the nursery. Yeah, like everyone <laughs> died. Yeah, man. If you weren't on the boat, you were dead. Yeah, and because the Bible's real, right? Yeah. It's it's the realism of it all. But I think also one of my favorite verses is, and Mary pondered these things in her heart. Well, that makes me think that Gabriel had to convince her, sure. hey, He's not going to be the kid yep. you think he's going to be. He's going, it's going to be harder. Yep. And she sees the Magi and they mm-hmm. bring these gifts. And and when I read and Mary pondered these things in her heart, 
I don't read that like some oh, no. like devotional. I see that as because the Magi, they go back a different way because Herod is now decreed it. And now there's all this commotion and they're bringing him gold. I almost think it was like she pondered these things in her heart like, okay, what what are we going to? Yeah. Okay, this is the king and I'm responsible for the king right now. And they've just given us gold. And why did they give us myrrh? Myrrh's for dead mm. bodies or, fr- or frankincense. And like, why are these things, you know, and like almost like, I don't know. I just think there's this level of heaviness that's setting in. And it's like, it's setting in because I, I picture her going, God, it has to be true. Well, because she had so many people I've, reaffirming that. Yeah, I've because, trusted you. Yeah. And every step of the way now, our lives are on the line. Like, I trust you in this. And then Joseph's like, okay, I got to protect. I've, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. I just, I, I read it so differently now in light of that Revelation 12 and then seeing it for what it is. It, to me, it makes it so much more beautiful yeah. and so real because it's messy in that sense. We'd love to hear from you guys. What's your favorite character? What's your favorite scene when it comes to this nativity and all of that stuff? And let me tell you, I'm excited for the stuff that we have coming up and some things that we get to experience together as a church. Haley, Nikki, what do we got coming? We have our Christmas Eve service. I mean, we've talked about it, but it's the best. Okay, Christmas Eve service is the best. That happens whether we have Christmas on Sunday or whatever, always. Always. Always Christmas Eve. And so this Saturday yep. at 5 p.m., yep. we will have a, it's one hour, guys. It's not yes. forever We will long, honor your time. But yeah. it's a great service, and we always end it with some candle lights that's yep. a I love it. fake, but it's, all it's good. there. No, okay, yeah, yeah look, for sure. The hairdresser in me <laughs> is so very thankful we have switched to the yeah. LED. I know they're fake. The stains that we have. On the pews. Yeah. The amount of are, wax. Are pretty bad. They're pretty bad. And listen, can I just say something pastorally? I know you got a lot of family stuff. I know there's tons yeah. of things going on. Statistically, people are so open that if you have a family function at your house and you're like, hey, guys, real quick, we're going to run down the street to the church. We've got our Christmas Eve pile in the van if you guys want to come please come with us if you guys want to stay here and watch the game you can totally do that we're going to head down i mean this one little moment can forever change somebody's life and it's super special it's just a it, it is a very high holy night for me personally and um yeah that's happened christmas eve at 5 p.m and then what do we got going down Christmas Day, so Miss Nikki? Christmas Day, if you are a kid-side kid. So yeah. that is grades, well, four years old, all the way through my sixth graders. Parents, they're already in their cute Christmas jammies. Yes. Brush their teeth, load them in the car. Come on. That's it. That's Come all on. you got to do. PJ we are Sunday. going Yeah, Love PJ it. Sunday. We are going to watch a movie. We did have to change it up <laughs> um, just because of time. And we are going to do hot cocoa and donuts. It's going to be very chill. Yeah. But we are going to, you know, if if your kids want to sit out and service with you, absolutely. Totally. Whatever you want to do with them. But we do have kids side. Yeah, man. Open. It's going to be great. And we're going to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I am so like... 
to gather with our church, I requested one thing and I was like, I'm reading the text Sunday because I just think we do that at our house before we open gifts. But I just feel to to gather with our body on Sunday and to read out of Luke chapter two, the Christmas story. I'm just really excited for that. I think it's going to be fantastic. And so there's plenty of opportunities. I think it's going to be great. So we love you guys. If you got any questions, reach out to us. Shoot us an email at info at westsidepb.org. Shoot us a message on Facebook. Or you could text us at 573-877-7333. That's 573-837-33. Three threes. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I've got one last announcement. And this past Sunday... Um, we took up our Christmas offering, yeah. which we do yeah. every year. And so we gave it um, 100% of the offering went to the local bread shed. And so we took up, you guys gave this past Sunday, and we wrote a check to the bread shed for $5,566. Do we have the clappy thingy? It's incredible. We do. I never hit it right, but... Yay! <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love it. Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We love you. Reach out to us if you have any questions. If you have any questions that you want specifically answered, we'll do our best to search Google to do those (laughs) things. We love you. And until we meet again, it's all about Jesus. Blessings. Blessings.